0: Hey guys, Tony Reed here. Now we all know spring is right around the corner and you're going to need plenty of podcasts on your playlist for those long hours in the field. The one podcast that I'm going to recommend is Farm for Profit. Tanner, Dave, and Corey do a phenomenal job of having a wide range of guests on their show. It might be anyone from a university professor to an estate planner to a marketing analyst. They even have machine repeat on there from time to time. Then once a week, they do a Farm for Fun episode where they sit around and crack a few cold ones and kind of get off the beaten path a little bit. And those guests may come from Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, or even TikTok. It's a great podcast. You got to go check it out. They're on all the major players, Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, all of them. You can even go to Google and type in farm4profit.com and read all about them. They call themselves the mullet of podcasts. Go check it out. You won't regret it. That's farm the number 4 profit. Hello folks, welcome back to the Straightforward Farming Podcast. I'm your host Tony Reed alongside Nick McCormick. Today is the second day of April. Good yes. Friday. Yep. Uh, got a good forecast coming up here. Looks like maybe something will shake loose this coming week as far as field work. It's gonna be close. Got some rain maybe Tuesday or Wednesday coming up, but a little too far out to tell what's gonna happen, so. Uh, how are you guys setting on field work? No, oh, it
1: uh, it's starting to dry out. You know, it's it's getting close. If we yeah. miss that rain Tuesday, Wednesday, we we can start to roll.
0: Yeah, we've put all of our anhydrous on in the fall. I got one patch, thirty acres in the river bottom that we don't do just because it floods. So, got to have that custom applied just because it ain't worth hooking yeah. up to a bar for that much. But uh, how much fall moan did you guys do? I know when I posted a video way back last fall about putting anhydrous on there was a lot of people that was just dumbfounded that people actually put it on in the fall they couldn't yeah. believe it and i guess around here we just grew up with it and didn't anything yeah. about it you know i i didn't realize that that was a not normal thing you know
1: you know our, our firm's probably about the mason dixon line on that you get very far southwest and it, it tapers off fast and there isn't any you know from our place north it's all in the fall or a lot of it in the fall
0: yeah um, i know like uh cody gayer which you know he's just what hour and a half south of here roughly yeah. Probably not, wouldn't be any more than that and uh he said down there you know it's you you wouldn't dare do it down there so you're right, right. i mean i7 about to cut
1: off yeah about to cut off pretty much yeah
0: yeah but no we're setting in pretty good shape ourselves got our seed in um tinkered with the planner today you know how it is on new stuff you know you found a wiring harness that was yeah. bad. you know so got that fixed and just kind of tinkering around i mean i was Ready to go as I can be, I think, until we actually take it to the field.
1: So. Yeah, that that's always the the guessing game. Is it all okay? Ready to go? You want to dabble a little bit early because once planting hits, nobody has time for anything. Right, you
0: know, right? Yep. And so for some of you that maybe don't follow me on TikTok, our lineup in the field will be an eighty-two, eighty-five R that we plant with two thousand thirteen model, no def. Uh, it's got four hundred hours on it. Be a brand new sixteen thirty-two. 1795 John Deere Planner on it, an 8295R with a 31-foot sunflower mulch finisher, and a 9230 with a 34-foot mulch finisher. Uh, what lineup you guys take to the field this year?
1: Uh, so ours is a little different shade of uh, color there. Our stuff's all red. Um, so we got a 9370 on a Salford uh, 2231 uh, vertical tillage machine, be our main tillage tool. Um, we got a MX two thirty on a Massey Ferguson White Agco, whatever name they're calling it today. Planter, twelve row planter, um, and then uh, an MX, or a Magnum three hundred five on a uh, Salford AC one thousand air cart and uh, air seeder nice. for the beans. I was just so.
0: getting ready to ask if you guys still run your air seeder. I didn't know if you yeah. Yeah. had that or not. Yeah,
1: yeah. no, it uh, it works slick. It works, fits in our one, operation well.
0: Tool you don't really see around here. Just I guess because there's not as much wheat.
1: No, nah, there's not you very know, many around here. We, we had a 40-foot Henniker, gosh, I don't know how many years ago we bought that, and it worked pretty good. I was super tickled with it. The worst part about it was transporting it. Really? So, I, well, it was pretty wide and the way the closing arms were on it, and it was pretty narrow on the tires. So, if you met somebody on the road, it would lean uh-huh. pretty quick because it was narrow on the tires, uh-huh. and you had to watch dis- ditch banks really, really bad, or you'd catch closing his arms in it, and then that was the rest of your day yeah. fixing that. So crick crossing's the same way. If you had a low yeah. water crossing or something you had to go through, it was a little tedious on that. But it did a great job in the field, but it was it was showing its age or whatever, it did a nice job, but and we got this Salford AC one thousand that it's only 30 foot, but it, it transports super well. So basically it's a a big air cart with a three point hitch on it. And it has its own toolbar on the three point hitch, okay. the raising yeah. and And uh, the Hinnaker was similar to that in design wise, but this is Way more robust and travels way easier, way bigger tires.
0: Gotcha. Way better deal. So I haven't been around a lot of that Salford stuff, and I know you guys are a dealer, and this ain't any kind of a sales pitch at all. But them Salford machines, I mean, you can do a little bit of everything with them. As far as setting them up, you can put anhydrous on with them. You yeah. You
1: can tillage with them. So we've got, uh, on our 2231, we've got anhydrous on it. <clears throat> um, and then we can swap back and forth with tillage shanks. So I do, I guess what you'd call shallow chisel plowing with it so that's how we set it up in the falls for that or anhydrous back and forth i've got an anhydrous toolbar as well so we don't always put anhydrous on with it depends on the year because it will save me a pass a lot of years like last fall i didn't think our window was going to be big as big as it was if i knew it, it doesn't anhydrous doesn't go on as fast with it because it's only 31 foot wide as opposed to my 19 knife toolbar which is you know 47 and a half or whatever so we didn't use it for anhydrous last fall, but I should have because then I'd have to go back over everything with the sulfur to work the ground. Yeah. So I should have put anhydrous on with it then, and that just saved me the yeah. trip. And, and it seals real nice behind it. That's as what nice I was job. getting
0: ready to ask because, you know, it, it, in a sense, you're doing a sort of tillage while you're putting the anhydrous mm-hmm. on, right? You're not just leaving the little stripes like – No, it's but...
1: full tillage. Okay. Yeah, just like you would do in the spring or, or yeah. the fall without the anhydrous tanks.
0: Yeah, that's pretty neat. But I know there, you've told me over the years there's a lot of things you can put on them as far as yeah. attachments. and You
1: can put, uh, you know, they got a Valmar cedar that mounts on it, you can do it that way, or you can pull one behind it. Um, like I said, the, the nice part about the chisel plow shanks in my operation is, they're you know, they're hydraulic, mm-hmm. so you can swing them up or down. So, let's say I go to this farm, and we got a lot of farms that are chopped up, multiple fields, you know, we don't have big square stuff. So, let's say I want to chisel the corn stalks, but I don't want to chisel the bean stubble. All I got to do is have the lever, flip the shanks up. Oh yeah! So I work everything while I'm there, so uh-huh. I don't have to drive it back over there twice. Yeah. So makes it's sense. it's super versatile from that factor. You know, let's say you pull in, in the spring, you got a little washout or something, you can flip the shanks down, knock it out. Um, a good example is a couple years ago, <clears throat> had a customer that was where they had sprayed in this summer. It was wet, and they had some low swags here and there, and they they tracked it pretty good. Well, whatever conservation program they were in, they couldn't do fall tillage other than like a vertical till pass or something mm-hmm. like that. So their neighbors were having to go around with a chisel plow or something, and they could work the ruts out, but they couldn't do the rest of the field. So they were turning here and turning there and mm-hmm. doing that and then coming back over with something light like a disc or a vertical mm-hmm. till machine or whatever. So these guys had a <clears throat> they demoed to a software, and they ended up buying one. When they get to it, they just it was super slick, actually. It was on an IVT deer. So then when they got to the spots where the ruts were, they just hit the remote, flipped the shanks down, the IVT would slow down to where it could pull it, pull the ruts out of it, they get past the the low swag, because that was kind of with the way the field went. Flip the shanks back up, that thing would speed back up, off to the races they went, and they only had to work it once. They didn't have to go driving around a bunch doing that.
0: Well, that's always been our biggest thing. We got some ground that we farm, it's H-E-L, so it Mm -hmm. can't ever be tilled, other than a field cultivator ahead of the planter, but as far as chisel plow, and that stuff, And that's like, we've always talked with the vertical tillage on our operation, it's like, you know, as expensive as stuff is, we can't afford to have a field cultivator, a disc, a vertical till, you know, 900 different tools. And that's where something like that, I think, would really be slick. Where you It does can, work nice. You know, use it it as sort true. of a vertical till. It can be a chisel plow. You can do yeah. all sorts of stuff with it, and that would be pretty neat to.
1: Well, that makes it a two-season tool for sure. Sure. And you can use spring and fall, you know, in a variety of situations. I've yet to come across something I couldn't get across with it where it didn't do a really nice job. Sure. You know. Yeah. Some years, I mean I know guys shouldn't, but some years you've got to force dry stuff once in a while, you know. Yeah. You June's do. coming around the corner or June's here yeah. and you gotta get it planted. Yeah. And if you can't get across it with that, well you're not getting across it with anything.
0: Yep. You know? Makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's you was talking there a minute ago about, you know, meeting cars on the road. That's one thing where around here has not kept up with the machinery is the roads. You know, yeah. We got small ass roads around here and man, you yeah. can get in a pickle in a big quick. hurry.
1: And and that's why you're seeing a lot of the tillage stuff go to the newer folding style. Like Salford makes one as well. You know, Kinsey, Dagelman, K Sites Deer's got one now too, where they all fold the other way. Yeah. You know, so they're narrow. They fold long ways, so they're narrow going down the road. And I want to say we had one of those this last fall demoed around. We you you did a video on or whatever. That thing is pretty sweet to pull down the road because you don't have to worry about it so much. Yeah, it would be.
0: That's that's just it, and man, you know, you get these soft shoulders in the spring, and yeah. man, it it can really wreak havoc. On culverts
1: stuff. washed out that you did you can't see because the grass is tall, and yeah, next thing you know, you get a tire off, and
0: yeah. yeah, I know there was a guy north of town. It's been a few years ago now. His hired man was going down the road with a quad track, and it was a big triple fold DMI field cultivator of some sort, and he met a terrigator, and he got over, and yeah. he didn't realize there was a culvert there and just completely demolished the rock shaft on that one side. Of course, there are set. What are you going to do yeah, with it? You know? Yeah, exactly. So they drug it across the road ditch into the field, and it sat there for, I don't know, four or five days till they could get a welding truck out and get yeah. it all jacked up. Because I think it rained then, and it was a yeah. disaster. But that's, that's
1: The road I used to live on had several, what I would call narrow culverts, where they're washed off the end. And it's like, you go to meet a car, I go ahead and pull off, and I know they were thinking, why is this goofball pulling off? Well, it's because if I keep going, I'm going to have to drive through that. Yeah. Which is not going to yeah. work out good for either one of us. Yeah. You know? I
0: always try to show Henry that. If he's riding with me in a tractor or going down the road, show it. Because you know, a lot of these roads, we've all traveled enough times with yeah. machinery. We know a quarter mile before we get there that yeah. it's coming up. And I always try to show him that. That don't just go wheeling off because there's these hidden pipes under the road. Yes. And you don't see them until you're right on top of them. And, yeah. and it can be. And like, you
1: can see that stuff better from a tractor. So yeah. You know, we've traveled it enough in a tractor. You know that it's coming. But the average guy that's just out Sunday cruising in his jeep yeah he doesn't know it's there no you know
0: to me combines are even worse you know especially like running duels and stuff and trying to get that shit up and down the road it's a son of a bitch
1: yeah you know it it, uh my number one pet peeve when i meet a car is where they do the whole nose off yeah and they'll just pull the nose of the car off the back's still on the road yeah and then they want you to creep by them it's like one it's way easier for you to creep by me than it is for me to creep by you yeah two i've already pulled off right you know and the other thing is, you just drove past three driveways. Pull in one, yeah. let me go past, then back yeah. back out and take off. It'll be faster for yeah. everybody.
0: Yeah. Oh, and they pick them a, a it, lot safer, but they never me. want to do it, it. It pisses me off to nowhere. They'll stop right across from a mailbox. Yes. It's like, how the hell am I supposed to squeeze through there? <laughs> yeah. And I generally give people two times to pass. I hate cars being behind me yeah. either, because that's one more thing you got to watch. Because mm-hmm. About the time I'm going to swerve around a mailbox on my side, they're trying to pass you. So I just assume nobody's behind me. And these assholes, they think they're doing you a favor by not passing you. Yeah. And so usually after about twice, if they don't go around me, then it's like then you're I, following I, me. Yep. And just and you know, up there where we're at, we got a lot of curves and hills, and there's yeah. some areas in there where if you get stuck behind somebody, you're going to be behind them for several miles. For a while, so like, yeah. It just infuriates me if you just follow my lead and you'll be okay. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> you know, you mentioned the road sign thing or the mailbox thing, and I know nobody's paying attention to this, but it. It always irritates me. It's like, never, ever, ever put a road sign across from a telephone pole. Yeah. Stagger it. Because otherwise, I got nowhere to go. Yeah. You know, and that's always how they line up, it seems like. Yeah. And you can also tell when some of these road signs and stuff get put in, they weren't in a semi. When they put those right. in, you pull up the intersection you can't see anything because it's right there blocking your <laughs> car or what it, it could be in, in the car it's just yeah. in a poor position main street of the town we, you know we grew up in yep. there's a post right there yep. so you have to pull past the white stripe otherwise you can't see traffic because yeah. there's a post there you know <laughs> yeah. there's no reason for that post yeah. it's an old telephone post it's right. like way taller than it needs to be I have no idea what's there right. you know there's nothing on top of it just some little
0: orange yep. sign I'm glad you know. we don't have to farm on a highway because you know there's several people out right here their entire operation is along the highway a and lot of
1: ours is. and it just, We got one farm dangerous. that's
0: 16 miles from home, and you can either take the highway or the country. And I know it's harder getting through the country with the narrow roads and the stupid traffic, but, man, people on the highway just scare me to death. It just...
1: It's so, it's been, I don't know, three or four years ago. I don't know if the Green River was getting backed up. I don't know why we did it. But for some reason, we had a couple of the wagons out. And I thought, you know, I'm going to hook the old 1466 up to the wagon. I'm going to town. I'm going to kick it old school. Heck yeah. And that tractor hadn't been off the farm in a long time. So the tires were, you know, flat spot, had been setting in whatever sure. spot had been setting for a while. So, you know, I got to stand up because it's, it's bouncing up and down until the tires get warmed up and everything gets copacetic. I got back and I unhooked it and I put it back in the shed. And dad's like, not doing that again. I'm like, nope, never again in my lifetime. You know, when I was a kid growing up, the wagon was 200 and some bushel, maybe 300. You know, we had a couple of yeah. 300s and then we went to the 400s. Ooh, we're really kicking it. Well, you can see behind those. Right. 440s, 540s, you know, whatever. You yeah. can't see behind them. And it's like. The traffic is 10 times now what it was yeah. when I was a kid doing it. I'm like, there is no way I'm doing that again. We'll put that in the hopper bottom. We'll go to town next well,
0: time. I remember when he was younger, you guys bought that blue truck off your Uncle Larry. And that was a nice truck. He'd always took care of it, an old yep. Ford. That thing was beat to shit by the time you got you I got, got hit, hit twice in one week.
1: Yeah. no, yep, I hit twice in one week. Once yeah. was at the grain elevator. Yeah. Guy went to pet his dog and, and hit me in the side of the bed. Nope, coming off the ramp. No kidding. Yeah, I was coming off the ramp. He come around. I was a real nice guy. I mean, he was super cool about it. But he was in like a '63 something or another, and you know, I had those kind of funny shaped hoods. And it hit right at the corner of that hood. And it put a dent in it so small you couldn't even really tell. it knocked the whole bedside into that truck <laughs> just to wait. Because I was coming down. I was I was pretty well turned. Yeah. And he come around. And, like I said, he leaned over to pet his dog. And he's like, I'll be honest with you. I, I went over to pet my dog. I didn't see you. I ran right into you. I'm like, yeah, I, I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> well, then,
0: was you going to turn into the elevator once?
1: That lady? I was going to turn into the farm. Or the farm, okay. And she caught the bumper. And all it did was catch the bumper and peel the bumper straight out. And oh. Spun her around and, you know. Yeah, that was quite the ordeal as well.
0: <laughs> There's been a hell of a lot of wrecks on this highway, mm-hmm. truthfully, with farm machinery. I mean...
1: There has been. It's Yeah, it's, one of our good friends, they got in one, like, three or four years in a row. Yeah, they did. With something at same like,
0: I mean, bad ones. I mean, they yeah. killed that one guy. Yeah. Well, then uh, another guy up there killed a couple people. Yeah, it's, it's been a...
1: You know, we used to have that real narrow drive at the farm, and the state did not want to replace that. And the funny thing on that, and my hat's off to the road commissioner at the time, because he... He's the one that kind of pushed it for us because if you were going south and wanted to turn into it, you had to get clear in the other lane in the grass and come clear across, yeah. which was a nightmare. You couldn't hardly really make it in a pickup truck, let alone pulling anything. Yeah, And they kept, arguing, oh, you don't need it. You don't need it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We finally talked him into it. And when they went to drop off the high hoe to tear that concrete culvert out they couldn't make the turn with the low boy they had to unload it on the highway and drive it in there it's like see you can't make it either yeah. <laughs> then they're like yeah we kind of noticed what you're talking about now and now we got a nice big wide drive and it works pretty good but the best thing i ever did was put that side drive into the farm so we can come off the yeah the country road because boy it's yeah it's dangerous out there it's
0: it's amazing to me how some of these farmers get around the countryside with their semis and hopper bottoms in the fall. Cause yeah. you know, a lot of these guys got these big stretched out peats you know, yeah. big fancy trucks. And it's like, God dang, man, these roads, you can't, don't they get a pickup truck No, down, that's
1: remember? for sure. And some of it's timing. You know, I try not to move between 7.30 and 8.30 in the yeah, morning. that's You know, how people are. are going to work. I try not to move from 4.30 to 5.30 if yep. I can avoid it. Or if I am, you know, I try to get in the country because yep. otherwise there's just too much traffic on the highway and people get really impatient really fast. And yeah. Yeah. You know, I get it. I've been there, but right. try to have some common sense about it too. You know.
0: Yeah, it's uh, the an average cop would shit if he rode with a farmer one season, just mm-hmm. going down the road to shit that you see. It's, it's oh, it's insane. It's a wonder there ain't more accidents. Truthfully, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll yeah. never forget. It was uh, two, two or three years ago. I just come out of Shelbyville, headed west to that West farm of Bars, and I was on the highway. Shelbyville's a town of five thousand, and. I just got about a mile west of town, just about the first good spot you could pass. I was in the tractor and planter, and it's a nice wide highway with a nice wide shoulder, so I Mm -hmm. had the center of the tractor on the white line, you know, and was just kind of tooling along there and didn't think nothing about it. And all at once, out of nowhere, the semi Comes around me and, he, and it was a piece of shit semi. And he got right even with me. and He went to shift and he missed a gear. Mm. Like oh shit! Well, there was a car coming. He ended up he'd run that car completely off the road on her side, <laughs> clear down through the ditch. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like God damn man, yeah. take it easy. Yeah. It was a local truck. I mean, I know I I didn't know the driver personally, but I know the company yeah. very well. And it's like God dang, just
1: yeah. You're not in that big a hurry. Hmm. Yeah, we've all been there, and we've seen a lot of that. It's uh, it's scary out there.
0: Yeah. it. One of these days, there's going to be a major pileup somewhere. It's coming. I mean, yeah. <laughs> machinery's just getting bigger. And, and, you know, just driving down the road, you don't really
1: notice how close some of that stuff is. But I can tell you, a couple of culverts, even on the highway, or a couple of mailboxes, they're in the way. Yeah. If you're pulling something very wide. Yeah. You know, even the town just north of us here, Strasburg, you know, all their stuff's. Yeah, on the wrong side yep. of the ditches and whatnot, it's narrow through town. Yeah, It's a nightmare through there.
0: And like I say, that's why I always hate people behind me, and especially on a highway because, sure, maybe the highway's nice and wide and wide shoulders, but if you get to a spot in the highway where there's a box culvert going underneath it, it yep. narrows down in a big hurry.
1: Yes, it does. Well,
0: now i got to s- slightly swerve around that about yeah. the time this hill jack's coming around me, yeah. and now you got a big problem. So, it, I just, I don't want anybody anywhere around me when I'm moving machinery. I hear
1: you. The <laughs> best thing we ever did was put You know, cameras on the back of everything for the most part, because otherwise you you just never know.
0: I I still can't believe, and maybe that's an Illinois thing. Maybe when you get out west, where there ain't as much traffic, it's no big deal. But for so, like on our brand new planter I was putting a camera on it today. I hadn't got it wired in yet, but it's like, why ain't that shit put on at the factory? I mean, you can't see nothing behind these centerfill planters, nothing at all. And most of the tillage tools now, the double fold, you can't. You can't see anything. No. Why don't you put them on at the factory? I (laughs) I,
1: I don't know. But there's so much of that, though, Tony. It's like, you know, I've been changing oil and stuff and getting everything serviced up for spring here or whatever. Hell, they can't put an oil fill where you could actually get a funnel in it. Yeah. So if you can't do that, I guess you can't expect a camera on it, you know?
0: Yeah, you're right. Just,
1: there, there's some stuff of that that just boggles my little mind. Yeah. You know, it's like, at what point did you think? I realized that the factory we got this super automated little fill deal and you're probably just hanging the little nozzle in it. That probably works great. That's fine. Then, then don't sell oil in gallon jugs or five gallon buckets, because yeah. you know that's what I'm buying in front of the dealership. Yep. So how am I getting it in the tractor? Yeah, you know.
0: Yep. Oh, I know Deere's bad about that. On like these R series tractors, you know, with such big front tires, hell, you can't even get into reach mm. the damn fill cap. No, I mean, it's no. terrible. Uh,
1: I'm not a slender guy, and I, I can't. By the time I get wedged in there. That's like crap. I forgot something. You can't yeah. get back out. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, drain plugs were on the boys on the bottom, so gravity just brought it straight down. Now it spews off to the side, so you got to keep moving the bucket over as you go. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's like.
0: <laughs> yeah, and some of these front wheel assist tractors, they finally got smart and put the drain plug on one side, unlike the case backhoe rant that I had. That they yeah. used just be it run all over the drive shaft, then it yep. ran four different directions. Well, it's
1: like the other day you're talking about can't get in before the fenders and that. I'm like, you know what? I'm smarter today than i was yesterday i'm going to turn the wheels on this thing before i start this process well that's great but the filter's on the other side so now i can't even get close to the filter i can get the oil plug out but i can't get close to the filter without laying across the tire like i'm sunbathing you know i'm like this is ridiculous yeah (laughs) i was thinking today i don't i don't know what it brought it up but i'm like you know this tractor has literally 400 warning stickers on it. You know, everything from don't stand there, you're gonna get pinched, don't stand in front of that, you know, make sure it's in park, blah, blah, blah. How about a sticker that just has all the filters listed? Right where I can walk up to it and see it, just the part number all those filters, because there's a serial number break every three freaking models, you know? Oh, Bill built these three, so they take this filter. Jim built these three, it's got the same engine, but it takes a different filter, you know? How about we just put a little sticker on there, it's got all those listed, so I can just walk up to it, snap it with my phone. Go on, you know? Yeah, you
0: would think, I mean, what is the reasoning for that? I mean, why is
1: all these... Filters are a huge pet peeve of mine. So, you know, we, you know we're in business. We sell a lot of filters, whatever. And I'm like, how many different ways can you filter oil and fuel? Right. Like, literally, in my mind, you got like six options. Really small, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, pretty big, even bigger, great mm-hmm. big. Mm-hmm. That's all the filters you need. Right. Okay. No, we got this one. We got that one. We got, you know, half of them fit on the same engine. Right. You know, I was just talking to another guy about this. They got a fleet of service trucks, all with the same engine in them. But depending on if it's a Kenworth or a Ford or whatever, they all take different filters for the same 8-3 Cummins. Is that right? And the filters are on the engine, so why are they different? (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's just... Now the world's going back to canisters in the world of being green, which I don't know if any congressmen have ever changed a canister filter, but they suck. Mm-hmm. Canister filters ought to be illegal. If you can't yeah. spin it on, it shouldn't be on there.
0: Oh, I hate them ones. Deere's got now where the, they've got the little ears, so you just you slide them up, and then you yeah. maybe you might have to rotate the quarter turn. Then you get that stupid ass plastic yeah. lock deal. God damn, I hate them things. Mm-hmm. Won't go on. They get egg
1: shaped. Deers always had shitty filters. So those stupid glass ones, the square glass ones with the snap down latch. If that wasn't the dumbest concept in the history of mankind, and what benefit to that was you could see the fuel going through it, I guess. But then everybody said, "Well, these glass ones suck. We should make them out of steel." So they lost your ability to see it. So they just serve no purpose and they leak. What are you? You can't tighten it, right? You exactly. know, yeah, and sediment bulbs, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you go to clean that out, you might as well just plan on it's going to leak when you're done. Yep. It's like every tractor that comes into shops. Like, eh.
0: And Deere still has that on their new combines. And
1: <sighs> really? They have a sediment ball bottom?
0: Yeah. On the bottom of the filter. You put the filter on, then on the bottom, it's got on your bottom of your water. Separate, yeah. It's a big clear you can see in. You can unscrew that or drain it or whatever. But anytime you change that filter, you got to screw the clear plastic deal off put your new filter on then screw it onto the new filter
1: yeah which is super handy yeah some genius at case thinks they need to put a lawnmower filter on everything before it gets to the real filters which would be neat if it wasn't halfway under the cab yeah. where you can't get your pliers to do the little spring clips and this because you need two hands to do all that but you can only reach it with one hand uh-huh. you know i don't know if you ever tried to hold the filter hold the hose and run a pair of pliers with one hand it's kind of difficult to do
0: yeah yeah. yeah, At I least these new that. tractors, you don't have to prime them. I will give them that. Turn the key and let it set for 60 seconds. Yeah, they, they kind of, sort of. I, I, I
1: was working on one the other day. I came to a model. It was now. It's like, you know, it's got the hand primer on the side of the tractor. And that'd be neat had they not run a bunch of shit in front of it. <laughs> yeah. It's like you got to disassemble half the tractor so you can use the hand primer. I'm like, I, yeah. who thought that was a good idea? Right. I, I, just, yeah, I just don't understand it.
0: Yeah. Now, was your Heston, or are them cobbled like some of the American-made tractors?
1: Um, So, yes and no on some of that. Um, So, they do have a sediment bulb um, that's kind of difficult to get to. And they've got canister fuel filters, at least on a big one. Um, I think on the series after ours, they might have went to all spin-ons. I don't remember now. I'd have to look at one. But uh, not too bad. Like, the hydraulic filters are all up front, super easy to get to. So, I was just on a rant here the other day with a customer because i was working on a 30 tin, need a hydraulic pump and for you guys that grew up with 10s and 20 series john Deere's, my hat's off to you You should slap your dad's because if i had to grow up on that shit i'd have quit farming a long time ago <laughs> you know hydraulic pump goes out okay or it starts leaking well it starts leaking because you don't have the new drain line kit so when it leaks it just leaks back you know which means your pump's bad you got to replace it and put the drain line kit on it so that's like you know 1200 bucks for a reman or whatever Okay. Plus, you're going to buy a coupler and all that crap while you're there. Okay. Great. Spectacular. And if it's a wide front, you got to pull the front end because that's super handy. <laughs> okay. Oh, so on and so forth. I'm like, hmm. once again, why I miss my Heston. It's like $295 for a hydraulic pump for a Heston. You can do it standing up, and you don't have to drain the oil. Nope. Yeah. Yep. It's just it mounts to the engine. You just four bolts, and two lines, it slides off. Right? You're done. Yeah. No big deal. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. The hydraulic filters are out in the open pretty easy. Engine oil filters are out in the open real easy. Like I said, the fuel filter fuel filters always suck because when you're, you're invariably you're changing them because something bad happened and you know they plugged or whatever you got a bad yep. batch of fuel or something and you're in a hurry yep. you know you never got the extra time and then you know it doesn't prime like it should now if, if you're just changing it for preventive maintenance it always goes smooth right oh yeah that you always. never have any trouble you spin them on you know yep. you, you, you pump it three times hit the key fire it up runs like a top but if you're in a badass hurry it's getting ready to pour down rain you're trying to get it off the road yep. then it's always an issue never fails yeah, yeah
0: yeah some of that deer stuff and I don't mean to always knock deer like there's sound guard cabs putting batteries in them bastards right? all that <laughs> shit I mean just
1: but there's it, a bunch of dumb shit on that, stuff like that Tony it's like a 7.3 power stroke right arguably one of the best pickup engines ever made you got a ratchet you got a pair of pliers you can change the fuel filter in that either one you got either one you can change the fuel filter in if you're really strong you can change it without either one and you never get wet you just stand on top of it spin the top off bang yep. bang bang you're done nope we got a six liter. We're going to put the filter underneath the truck, laying it sideways, so fuel runs all over you. Jesus. If I was supreme dictator of the world, and that's what I'm running for, vote for me. The guy that designed that does that every day, all winter long. That's what he does. He finds gelled up trucks and he lays underneath that with an inch and three-eighths wrench. It's probably some metric bullshit, but an inch and three-eighths kind of fits it. And screw that off. And you get fuel, fuel runs all down the frame, the whole length of the truck, and all over you. I'm like, because you're never in a convenient spot when you're changing those in an yeah. emergency, right? I'm like, on the hoist, it's not a big deal. Right. But that's not when you're changing that. You're exactly. changing that when you bought a shit bag to fuel from your random fuel station, going to Oklahoma, yep. get a load of cattle, and next thing you know, you're laying along the interstate trying to change a fuel filter. Yep. But there's one under the hood that never plugs up that's really easy to change, but <laughs> yeah. all the crap's in the first one, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah that never fails.
1: It never fails. It's like... Think ahead a little bit on some of that. Just you know, it's like a six liter air filter. As far as I know, you can't change them. Really? You got to. I don't know how you're even supposed to do it. I've done a few, but it is a nightmare. The seven three wasn't great on that because the little plastic air box and all that shit is not what it should be. Mm-hmm. Six liter is ten times worse. Really? Yeah, you know, miserable.
0: I'll be done. See, right. I, I haven't heard much good about them six liters. I mean, I mean, they run okay, don't they? As far as if they run, yeah, they're they're yeah
1: knockers so a six liter is a weird deal. or is it the six seven no it's a six liter that sucks okay they blowhead gaskets they got a whole array of issues but if you bulletproof them they're pretty good and, and you know the weird part about six liters is navistar didn't have any issues with those and they're you know smaller like 4700 trucks or whatever they didn't have any trouble with them less trouble than they had with the seven three but in a pickup truck world where everybody cranked them up and this that and the other They cause more trouble, mostly due to the emissions EGR coolers would would crack and break and dump them full of coolant, whatever. But then you talk to one random guy, and he didn't do anything to his. He just drove the shit out of it and never had any trouble. The next guy was pretty proactive on keeping on top of the maintenance on his, and all he had was trouble. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, that. I just can't get on board and have to get underneath the tractor or truck to change the fuel filter.
0: Yeah, that. I just can't do it.
1: (laughs) <laughs> when I can change a cam sensor on a 7.3 faster than you can change a fuel filter on a 6-liter, yeah. that's a problem.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, That's going in the wrong direction.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what kills me with these engineers is you know that you're always going to be getting to a fuel filter, an air filter, an yep. oil filter. Yep. I mean, you're going to yep. get to them more than anything on that motor for the average yep. Joe. So don't bury it behind all this shit. I mean, <laughs> that would...
1: Yeah, no, on a 6-liter, you can change the oil filter from the top. Yeah. It's in the valley. The problem with that is, I think it was Napa come out with their own filter and lid built as one. Well, that was great if you always bought their filter. But invariably, somebody, because you could pop the filter out of the lid. Mm-hmm. If you use their lid and a different filter, then it didn't filter anymore. And that caused a lot of issues, too. And they Because really, they made their filter a different length than the stock one.
0: Gotcha. But
1: it fit their lid. Yep. Well, the other filter would snap in their lid. It just didn't. So so is that like
0: a cartridge? It was a cartridge
1: with a plastic top.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Well, so with Napa, you just bought the whole works and just bought the whole whole works.
1: Which I mean, every company went to the whole works thing, but they all used the standard length filter. Uh And for some, I think it was Napa. Theirs was different for some unbeknownst reason. Yeah, it didn't work out very good in the long term.
0: I'll be damned. Yeah, it's it's funny on that stuff. Me and Kevin today were talking about fucking year round cabs. Whoever come up with that concept? <laughs> well,
1: they weren't worth a shit year-round. Exactly. But I will have to say, you know, hauling grain back when we used to harvest when it was yeah. super cold. That was the only—they were it, much better it, in the it, winter than they it, were in the summer. Yeah. it to beat the hell
0: out of sitting outside, but, yep. boy, not by a lot. We had a 42—or Grandpa had a 4230— John Deere with a year-round cab, straight pipe, but it did have a turbo, so that helped quiet it down a little bit. Of course, no air conditioning. Yeah. You know, so you open the windows and eat all the dirt. The yeah. dirt gets in, but the air don't somehow. yeah <laughs> Yeah. Somehow magically. <laughs> but yeah. goddamn things, it ain't no wonder half of us can't hear anymore. I mean, yeah. it's just terrible. The only thing I mean, nice about a year-round is, you know,
1: in IH world, you could leave the fenders on if you wanted to. The platform didn't change, so you could take it on and off pretty easy if you if you wanted to, but yeah. I would argue that the IH cab was a better cab.
0: Yeah. As but, far as I'm concerned, in the summertime, a tractor with an umbrella is way cooler than a year-round cab.
1: Yeah, there's some truth in that. Yeah. <laughs> to there's me. There's some truth in that. <laughs> you know, on the maintenance side of things, though, it's just funny. You know, on the O six fifty sixes, there's a little screen on the – not really a screen, but a, a serrated plate – that you can pop off to yeah. get your air filter out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: On a 66, you got to take the hood off. Mm-hmm. They did that because people were over-servicing the air filters.
0: Over-servicing
1: the air filters. Over-servicing the air filters. So people complain about that. Now, well, you got to take the hood off. That's because the generation before us was taking them off too often and blowing them out and blowing holes in them and putting them back in. They thought, well, we'll just make it harder to do. They'll quit blowing them out, which was true. But now looking back, everybody's like, well, I sure wish I had that screen. <laughs> it's like, well... Oh, you had right. it. You couldn't handle it. We yeah. had to take it away from you. You know, it's like, you played with this toy it. too much. You can't deal with it anymore. We'll just take it away.
0: Yeah. I've never heard that.
1: That's why those are that way.
0: Huh. I cool. will give IH one thing. The one downfall they had was the fucking shift pattern on an 806. Whoever come up with that, that was not a good deal. I'm not,
1: I'm not a super fan of it, but I've had a couple guys argue, well, on a loader, that's way handier. I'll take the H pattern myself. Yeah. The H pattern on a 56 or 66 is way better, in my opinion. But yeah. that there again, maybe that 806 one worked really good when it was new.
0: It, well, yeah, I've never... I wasn't alive
1: that. then. They're all just yeah. wore out in that little thing you're supposed to pull up. so we stuck. Yeah. You know? And so.
0: now, see, it's been so damn long now since I've been in... Was it high, low, reverse mm-hmm. on the one? Is that... I couldn't remember how...
1: High, low, reverse. Now I will say, you know, some of those we've rebuilt in 66, 56, 06, it doesn't matter. If you rebuild all that stuff where it's nice, again, how it was closer to when it was new, yeah. they all shift really nice. Yeah. The problem is that shit wore out 30 years ago or, yeah. or more, probably longer than that, and yeah. nobody ever fixed it. And they're just, well, this thing didn't ship very good. We'll we spend them. the nine dollars on the turnbuckle that's been wore out since your grandpa was a kid, and you know, see if it works. Then yeah. you know,
0: <laughs> that would have been cool to actually drive them tractors when they shifted nice, nice and worked nice. Yes. You
1: know? When when all that stuff is new, and you replace all those bushings and, and turnbuckles, and they shift pretty nice. Yeah, and stop them with the brakes. If you stop a sixty-six, oh six, fifty-six with the brakes instead of the transmission brake, they shift pretty good. Yeah. but nobody ever stops them with the brake.
0: Really? <laughs>
1: well, you can't beat it in the head. Just stop them with the brakes, and they shift way better. totally unrelated note but public service announcement I thought of this the other day I I was going to do a TikTok on it never got around to it for you people out there calling other people if you go to leave a voicemail this is totally unrelated we'll get back on topic here in a minute but if you go to leave a voicemail with somebody start off with your phone number your name and your phone number then give your message then leave your phone number again and for you Southerners I love you guys but you guys want to tell me about your problem and then tell me your phone number at mock speed. Tell me your phone number at the same speed you left the rest of the message so we can understand it. I don't understand why it's like, hey, I'm Jim and I got this problem. And my phone number is 865-309. I I can get that. I can't replay it fast enough or whatever. Or better yet, don't even leave me a voicemail and send me a text. If you call and I don't answer, send me a text <laughs> with the information. But that's a totally unrelated note. But that, since we're on pet peeves, that's one of mine. Leave your phone number, leave your message, then leave your phone number again. So when I go back to get the phone number, try to re- or get something I can write it down with, then I, I, I always, can get to it. I always
0: like the people that got to tell you the whole series of events leading up to the problem. You know, <laughs> I, I don't do that. When I call dear. I'm like, hey, I've got this. This and this, what I need to do, you know, but boy, some people, well, they want to tell you, well, you know, took the tractor down here, south of the house. We're going to work this 40 and got yep. to going back and forth. And none, and none of that has that. anything no. to do with what's no. going on. I, you. I don't need to know that. What's your problem? I don't care what you were doing, where you were going. Just tell me what's the matter.
1: Or my personal favorite. It's doing this. Well, did you look at it? Well, no, hell, I'm still in the cab. <laughs> kind of knocking, though. Well, have you checked it up? Oh, no, nah, I just called you. <laughs> Okay, that that's fine, but you might want to look into it a little further than that. But,
0: yeah. <laughs> it, it's amazing how some people, their lack of preventative maintenance on stuff. Yeah, I, I can know, catch up with you. That, I mean, I go over stuff with a fine-tooth comb. I mean, I really do in the driveway for a week and a half before we go to the field. One, and of, the, we,
1: one of the best farmers I ever ever knew and worked with, he ran a grease gun. He's like, my skill set is done there. I'm not any better than that. I know I can run a grease gun, and I run it religiously. Outside of that, I'm taking it to somebody that does it for a living, Mm -hmm. and I guarantee you his maintenance cost was less than anybody else in the area. Yeah. He greased stuff religiously. He had it maintenance religiously, oil changes, this, that, and the other. Yep. But if it come to anything beyond that, he wasn't doing it, and he knew he wasn't going to tear it half apart, kind of jack it up, try to get by with it, and then call somebody. Yep. And you just get it taken care of right off the get-go. And he, he, he you know, grease worms eat a lot of stuff. You'd be oh, amazed yeah. at grease worms around here. Yep. I mean, those things are big. It's like tremors. I and mean, those yeah. things are jumping up and they're biting steel and yanking it out of farmers' hands. <laughs> yeah. I mean, grease worms have eat up, ate up a lot of stuff around uh-huh. here.
0: That's one thing I have no problem doing is taking stuff to somebody that knows how to do it. I, yeah. I, I have no issue with that whatsoever. I'm not going to attempt. If it's something I think I can attempt. That's, you know, not a major important item. It's like, yeah. oh, hell, I'll try it, you know, and go from there. But, man, there's people, like you said, they'll tear it half apart and then get it all screwed up and can't get it back together. And then they bring it to you in pieces. and it just Yeah.
1: Like, Here's this whole pile of crap. Can you put yeah. it back together? Yeah. I actually told my brother today we were working on a oil leak underneath the cab of a tractor. I'm like, you know how nice it'd be at some point just to call somebody, get this fixed, and oh, go back in the house. Yeah. You know, obviously I can't do that, you know, but I'm like, I, you know, I'm standing on a three-point hitch, and I got one yeah. foot on each side. I'm straddling this thing, you know, the, yep. the third link is in my nether region. Yep. This not a good situation to be in, but there's no other way to get to it. Right. And you're just, you know,
0: That's outside what of pulling the cab. Yeah, this know. stuff's so tall nowadays. Yes. I'm, I'm not built right. I either got a stand on a tiny stool i can't stand on a decent sized stool because i'm too tall got to have a little bitty stool and then mm-hmm. just oh it's a nightmare i just hate it
1: we always joke you know we walk a farm show you know at louisville in the winter or whatever and my brother's not super tall but well, he's not super short either but you know he's not super tall you get these new tractors and they got the buttons on the fenders for the hydraulics the pto whatever it's like yep can't touch those uh-huh. yep can't, yeah. touch those. Yeah. can't touch those can't touch those heston actually had those back in the day and they wouldn't let them sell them in the u.s because it's too dangerous no yeah. so they didn't have a the u.s models don't have any of them but to my understanding the european ones did is that and now every tractor's got them yeah. but they're 40 foot in the air you can't reach them if you wanted to you know
0: <laughs> yeah what are we up to 54 inch tires there, yeah, on some of this yeah. oh yeah it's crazy
1: yeah wow it it uh, it's come a long way in that regard. Yeah, I remember when
0: eighteen four forty twos were big time. That yeah, was a
1: big time. You were tall cotton then. You yeah. could row crop and had some traction. Oh yeah, that was yeah. a big deal. The twenty point eight eighteen four battle was a big deal for a long time. You it know, was. it's like, well, yeah. I want to do tillage. Yep. But I also want to be able to do something else with it. If I put 20.8s on it, then yep. I can't do that. You yep. know, but I can't pull anything with eighteen fours. Yep. You know, and then eighteen fours. I'm still mad about this. So we bought a new set of eighteen four. 38 Firestones for my 1468, oh, when I was 15 probably, we bought that tractor when I was 14, I think, 13 or 14, and we used it a year or two, and we put new tires on, and they're nice, tall, beautiful tires, still got them on there. The next year, we bought tires for the Heston, 18438 Firestones for the inside. They were just a smidge taller than the BFG Duals. Could we replace, it had all matching BFGs obviously on it, and the inside tires were getting wore out. So we put new tires on the inside. They were just a little bit taller than the duels, not by a lot. The next year, we bought a set of 18,438 Firestones for our 5288 at the time. They were shorter than the duels. On concrete, they barely touched. No kid. Barely touched. And we ended up switching that tractor to 18,442s, which made a huge difference, made a tractor out of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Because it wouldn't pull squad after we put those new tires on because they barely touched. You know, yeah. you had to be... Able and that was just a phase that Firestone kind of went through. But literally, those tires, 18438s, I could see clear over the top of them. Shortest set okay. 18438s ever seen in my life.
0: Is that right? Oh, they
1: were miserable. Wow. Absolutely miserable.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you and I is on the same page. People that follow me on TikTok know that I absolutely hate Goodyear tires. Be good I for hate. a year, if that. Yeah. Firestone is the only way to go as far as I'm good. Now, I'm not saying Michelin or some of them others ain't good tires. I've never ran them. but
1: Michelin's are good.
0: Yeah. We've always ran Firestone and... Absolutely refused to run Goodyear's. The combine we trained for had Goodyear's on it, and they ordered brand-new Firestones <laughs> on the new one that's coming from the factory. They're going to swap them on our one-year-old because we're I don't, not running them. I don't,
1: I don't blame you there. They're, yeah. It's it's so frustrating. Now, some of that stuff is is size-specific. So, like, we put new tires on our sprayer. We've got an 854 Rogator. We put new tires on it a couple years ago, and I was talking to my tire guy. He's like, well, and that size for a sprayer – I'd go with these I was like I wouldn't normally recommend that brand for anything else but on sprayers like they're awesome that size they're, they're really excelling in you know they, they're great so we put them on and they're and they're good they've been really good they're not good years um, but it just interesting story on that a buddy of mine uh, had to bought the same tractor three years in a row basically so he bought a new one he traded for a new one the same model and the next year traded for another new one so the first one was on I don't remember what it was. It was on Michelins or Firestones. It doesn't matter. Any of it, like the tractor, great tractor. The next one, you know, and they were getting them. It was out of a... He was getting a, a one-year-old one every time, come off a research farm somewhere. and they only, it only had like 100 hours on it. Every time they would get one. So the next one had, there again, Michelins or Firestones. I don't remember which it was. And, uh, you know, happy with that. That's fine. So they bring out the... uh the third one, you no, know, I know what it was. The second one had continentals on it. Had continentals on it. He's like, man, I really don't like continentals. You know, the first one had Firestones. And yeah, boy, hmm, huh. But I guess we're only keeping it for a year. Okay. So that this one's got continentals and they're running it. Well, the dealer brought the tractor out to the field to swap them. Mm-hmm. So they unhooked the tillage equipment or you know tillage piece off of it, swapped out for the new tractor, off and going again. Hired man calls him. He's like, hey, this new tractor don't pull shit. It's like what do you mean? He's like it spins all the way through the field, and I don't remember. I think it had Michelin's on it, and it wouldn't pull what those Continentals would.
0: Oh, be damned! Well,
1: you and remember that was it? that was apples to apples—the same model of tractor, same tillage tool in this field the same day. I mean, literally thirty minutes apart. Whatever it wow. took them to change it, to swap tractors out.
0: And the Michelin's wouldn't pull what the Continentals would. It wouldn't
1: pull what the Continentals? Well, I think there
0: was Michelin's. You know, if you remember back when I had my fourteen sixty eight. Got it all redone. Your Continentals
1: were huge. Which, exactly. They wouldn't even clear the fucking fenders. We had, the to fenders. Sh- we had to
0: sheer, uh, shim the fenders out. Yes. And I had never. I mean, they look like fucking rice tires. Yes, I they mean, did. And yeah. I, I assume them tires are still on that tractor. The local guy that's got it. But
1: I would assume so. Yeah.
0: They. The guy that sold them to me back in the day, he swore by them as far as a tire that would wear like on the where yeah. the roads won't eat them up because he said over in Europe, you know, they rode yeah. tractors everywhere. He's like, that's all they sell over there is Continental Tires. And he's like, they're, they're a good tire. I mean, he's like...
1: So, a funny note on that. So, I, I'm a big fan of Michelin's, too, as far as that goes, even though that story kind of discounts that theory. but So, one of the last Heston's we sold when they were F-Series, when they didn't say Heston anymore, they just said Fiat, it was on Michelin's. It's, it's not too far from us right now. Still on the original rear tires, and that thing's a 94 model, probably. 95. Wow. And all it does is go up and down the road. Yeah. The rear tire's of war phenomenally. All the Zetters we sold, especially the early ones, we still sell Zetters, but all the early ones were on starts with a B, like barium or something like that. I've never seen a rear set of those get wore out yet. No kidding. Uh, guys will wear front ones out, you know, driving it on front wheel assist down the road. Sure. Not thinking about it and don't get it shut off or whatever. But the rear ones never wear out.
0: Is that They're right. so
1: much tougher than than some of the other tires we oh, get. We're
0: doing. Now, do you know anything about is it Trelleborg?
1: Trelleborg. So that? that's what we put on that sprayer was Trelleborgs.
0: Okay, are they are they a good tire? I mean, that's that's a big European deal, ain't it? yeah, I
1: think. I think so. So the the guy that sold those to me told me for a sprayer those were the ticket to have because they would either carry twice the load or you could run half the air really? to get better ride. The A fifty four is leaf spring, sure. So it you know it rides okay, but it doesn't ride as good as a newer sprayer. Yeah. So we put those on so we could run get a little better ride out of them or whatever. And they've been good. Yeah. I, I don't have any complaints on them. They've been good.
0: Yeah. You think you guys never have a track tractor on your farm someday, 10 years from now?
1: It was a quad track, yeah. Yeah. I'd have it tomorrow if I could afford one, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. That's something that's starting to get pretty popular right here, yeah. those track tractors. I mean, when we were kids, they were very few in farm Very training. few, yeah. Shit, I can name several right
1: yeah. here now. I'd take a quad track in a heartbeat. Yeah. But, you know, the 9370 version of those was, was okay. Right. Nothing really wrong with it, but you know it's it's the alpha version. Yeah, so it's
0: pretty. Crude. They always get
1: better, and I'm, I don't know. In my opinion, the ninety three hundred series staggers about as good as it gets in four wheel drives. You get it beyond that, and you get electronic shit that I don't really need yeah. to have trouble with. So, I'm probably going to ride these out. I'm getting old enough now that I'm kind of thinking, eh, I can probably make it to the end of my career with what I got.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I've been thinking on our tractors. Nothing with def on it. Just enough technology that it's. Fine, but yeah, you know you're not behind the times, but none of the def, none of the emissions. So, which who knows the ship may be all outlawed in ten years anyway. Yeah, who
1: knows? Yeah, I got a ninety-one eighty and a ninety-three seventy, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade either one of them. They've been, yeah.
0: they've Dev, been good tractors. ninety-three seventy is good tractors.
1: Yeah. I, I always loved I no complaints.
0: the decelerator in the case yes. I use because you can feather it. A deer yes. is a, a dimmer switch, so it's either all on or air, run where yeah, you on Yeah, all or off.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, the decelerator's not And they had that clear back. I had an ST310 stagger for years. And gosh, I regret getting rid of that thing from a I don't have – I didn't have room to store it, and I didn't have money to keep it, but – I still wish that thing was around. It had 20 speed in it. You had a gear for everything. Yep. And it would fly down the road. Yep. They added a decelerator in it the same way though.
0: I tell you what, for as old as them Stigers were, they actually didn't have a half bad cab on them. Truthfully, it wasn't com-
1: anything wrong with that cab. When,
0: when you compared the other four wheel drives of that vintage, yeah, there was nothing wrong with that cab at all.
1: Well, I mean- Tony, you've heard my rant before, and I'll say it again. There's only one place four-wheel drive tractors have ever been built, and it's Fargo, in North Dakota. Yeah. If it didn't come from there, it's just a tractor that has eight tires. Yep. My, that ST310 was a 79 or 80 model. There wasn't a darn thing wrong with that cab. Like I said, it had a gear for everything. Yep. You know, I, Prior to that, we had a friend that had uh, ST251. and I would ask him, you know, what gear are you running that thing? And he would always give me this long, drawn-out answer. And I always thought, man... This guy doesn't know what gear he's in. Yeah. Then I got one. I'm like, now I know why he just didn't tell me. Because you got to follow the flow chart. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not complicated, but right. you got to follow the flow chart. Because you've right. got three gear shifters. So exactly. you got to follow the flow chart to figure out what, because you don't really care what number it is, right? No, exactly. So you, you, the floor one's almost always, in field work, it's almost always in the same spot. Yep. And then you got your other two to, to yep. get your options, you know, or whatever. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I think would run like 26 or 7 mile an hour down yeah. the road.
0: Did you ever come up and drive that automatic one that I worked for that one, farm? One time. Did you? I couldn't remember if you It was
1: one. raining, and yeah. you and I went up there. It was right after you got your Duramax. Okay, yep. And we went up there. We drove around the lot some.
0: Yep. That yep. was weird. I mean, it was neat. It yeah, was, it was just neat. A, just a, I mean, it was literally like a car. Park, reverse, neutral drive. Yep.
1: Ahead of the time. Right.
0: Yeah. To my knowledge, at last time I
1: asked anybody, and I this has been a few years back, but you could bring a tractor to We used to have a Stagger specialist guy here yep. just north of us. Yep. Less than an hour. Yep. That's all they did was work on Staggers. Yeah, he owned,
0: like, what, 40 or 50 of them things? I mean, yeah,
1: and he was, when it come to Staggers, he was the man. Yep. And,
0: uh, and a little backstory on that is this guy owned a whole fleet of them, and it was to the tune of, like, 40, 50 tractors that were working. I don't know how many he had for parts, and, yeah. out, and he, he rented them out. hmm So, I mean, there was a lot of them in this area because he rented them out really cheap. Yeah. And so they were all over the place, and this guy knew anything and everything about a Stagger yeah. tractor.
1: Worked for Stagger back in the day, and he yep. was... He was the you know Dalai Lama of Staggers. Yeah. He, he told me, to, this was towards the end of his career, that you could bring him a tractor with an Allison that was having trouble, and he could pull it out, rebuild it, and put it back in, cheaper than if you brought him the 10-speed in the back of your pickup truck and set it on his workbench, You could rebuild that automatic cheaper than he could rebuild that 10-speed.
0: Is that right? Yeah. A
1: little. I'm not an expert in this in any regard, but I think – Everything in that ten speed for AG was a little bit different. That was a truck transmission, mm-hmm. but everything in the AG side of it was heavier. No kidding. So it cost more. Of course, it wasn't high production numbers and all the, a little bit different stuff to take the the AG load was way higher than the semi load. Sure. And uh, it was cheaper to rebuild for him to pull the Allison out, redo it, put it back in than it was to drop off a ten speed.
0: Wow. Well, I know up until, I mean, I don't know what it's been six seven eight years ago and I, now i don't know what the overall tractor weights were comparatively but you walked up to a steiger and pecked on it everything on that tractor was steel, metal except yeah. for maybe the hood i don't remember if the hood the hoods might have been fiber no they're metal well, okay but i mean yeah. everything the fenders everything on the back metal you yeah. walk up to a deer the whole thing was plastic yeah. front to back the fenders the fuel tanks everything now i don't know what the weight differences was on the tractor you know what how they compared i would have thought the steiger would have been much heavier the whole thing was made out of steel but maybe it wasn't i don't you know i don't know how that
1: I'm assuming it was heavier. I don't know. Like yeah. I said, now
0: Deers kind of went to that too. I think their newer tractors are all steel yeah. you know, on the on the rear fenders and whatnot. I mean, I
1: mean they sold a lot of four wheel drives. The only thing that made eighty six thirties and forties and all that stuff somewhat viable is the fact they all had PTO. Yeah, or most of them did. I assume. I know, maybe it was all of them, but yeah, they weren't much in the ways of four wheel drives compared to a Stagger.
0: No, they, they truthfully wasn't. And that merger or or buy whatever you want to call it with. IH and Stagger Was that like 85, 86 when that took place? Was it after the Case IH?
1: So, the original, well, not the original, but Stagger IH four-wheel drives were Stagger chassis with IH powertrains, which was dumb. They should have done, what they should have done was the exact same tractor Stagger was selling, only painted red with IH cab stuff in it. Mm -hmm. Because that was my only complaint with the Stagger was, like the tax showed like zero half and wide open like there wasn't a lot in between it was kind of the gauges were kind of hokey mm-hmm. where i had the digital data center and all that it was pretty nice from that standpoint but they had two 1466 rear ends in it or 266 rear ends so it took up all this space to accomplish the same goal that stagger accomplished with sure just like a truck rear end basically yeah they should have used all that stuff painted them red and they would all been better off. So I think IH owned part of Stagger. And I could be wrong on this. I have to brush up on my history. But I think IH owned part of Stagger. Then when they were going down, they sold it off or sold it back to them. And then ended up Tenneco ended up buying them. Okay. Outright. Yeah. And, and brought them in.
0: Yep. Yeah, because yeah. in a in a green Stagger, you could get, what, a Cat motor, a Cummins.
1: Yeah, which was kind of their downfall, too. They gave you too many options.
0: Yeah. How many motors could you get in one of them?
1: Well, it depends on what size tractor you're getting. Cripes, there's a million options. And you got to know your really? cats. If you're going to be a stagger guy, you got to know your cats.
0: The puma, the bear cat, the you got to know your cats.
1: I was just explaining that to my nephew tonight. I was trying to get him to pull the 9370 in the shed. And he didn't want to do it because to fit everything in there, stuff stacked in there right now until spring starts, you got to kind of make the curve. Sure. You know? He didn't want to do it. I'm like... You're a little scared of the old Panther, aren't you? Uh-huh. It's a panther. I'm like, ah, I think that's a Panther. In the 90 uh, the 80's a lion, I believe. Okay. So, and then a 90 would be a tiger, I think. So I think a 70 is a panther. But I have to go back and look. I know my ST310 was a panther because it yep. said it in great big print on the hood. Yep. But I'm pretty sure that a 70 equates to a panther, an 80 equates to a lion, and a 90 equates to a tiger but you got to know your cats yeah
0: yeah because they had what a, i think a bear cat a, a bear puma. cat
1: puma they had them I mean, all <laughs> yeah I mean, some of those small ones all the engine choices were shitty it's like you get a shitty cat motor you know anything with 3208 not worth taking to the field yep the only redeeming quality they have is it starts quick but it's going to blow up fast you know like a buddy of mine told us me those that poop quick don't poop long and that's yeah. there's truth to that uh, <laughs> you, you could get a wide variety of engine options, really? like See, 3306. Th- there was, they, they put everything in those.
0: Okay, I just thought you could get the 3408 and the, even and the in Even thing. into the
1: first Red Staggers, or 9100 series, you could get cats. No nope kidding. You yet. could get a 3406 and a Red Stagger, but there wasn't very many of them.
0: I'll be darned. Now, I always
1: wanted to run a 3406 in one of them because,
0: yeah.
1: well, they should be pretty awesome, but
0: yeah.
1: I, I never did get to run one.
0: Oh, we damn. I didn't know that. I thought they had done the, it. For generally
1: speaking, this isn't verbatim, but generally speaking, you could get a CAT or a Cummins option for every horsepower range, right? So if this one's 225 horse, there was a CAT option and a Cummins option. This one's 300 horse, there's a CAT option and a Cummins option. Exactly. They were different model numbers, but they were basically the same tractor.
0: No kidding. Yeah. Now, was that the only two motors available? There wasn't no other off brand weird shit that you could, I mean, cat cummins always, always
1: Catter-Cummins. Oh, we don't. Yeah, I think, yeah. Huh. I don't think there was anything else. Yeah. Like, you could get a 903 in some of them.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, You could get that big KT 1150 in some of them, which I truly would love to run because that would be <laughs> an animal.
0: What was the biggest Steiger that they made? I mean, because like an ST310 is what I ran, but I mean they went bigger than that.
1: So the biggest one would have been a 525. Which would would have had that KT-1150 in it. So that was 525
0: horse? Yeah,
1: 1,150 cubes of fire-breathing horsepower.
0: I didn't know them things got that big.
1: Yeah, they were way ahead of their time. I think those were all automatics. You still see a ton of them on, well, not a ton, because there weren't a ton of them made. But you still see some of them on tile plows. Is that right? If you get on YouTube, I think there's several of them. The guys still have them on tile plows. Because that automatic works slick on a tile plow. And they got tons of horsepower. You can just get after it.
0: I'll be damned.
1: That's what always cracks me up about four wheel drives. Is stagger had five hundred twenty five horse that you could easily turn to six hundred plus, right. and then it, that kind of went back. You yep. know, horsepower got less, and then it came. Yep. You know, now we're over six hundred, but yep. it took a while to get there. Yeah. You know.
0: Well, and now that you mention that, because hell, that's been fifteen hell longer than that now. But that automatic that I ran that year, you just step on the brake like a car, and it so much stop, right?
1: I don't I that I couldn't tell you. I only drove around the lot with you that time. I have been around some of those but I that's the only one I ever physically I'm, drove.
0: I'm sure it was because because I remember the gear shift was just like a car, it yeah. was park uh, reverse. It
1: just click, yeah. And
0: I'm sure you stepped on the brake to just stop that Summit, and you just put it neutral then. I I man
1: I would think so, yeah. If
0: anybody out there has got one of them, comment and let me know, but I'm sure you just stepped on the brake to stop that thing.
1: Yeah, I think so. So they had if I remember right, there was a 400-and-some-horse model and a 500-and-some-horse model of the KT-1150, which would be, you know, obviously bigger than an 855 or a 34.6 Cat. And then that's why in the 9100 series, Stagger, you've got the 9190, which I don't know if you've ever seen one of those. Those things are mammoth. I don't think I've ever seen one of those. They're first. an animal. They've got the KT-1150. And then you go to the 9200 series, and then the 90 gets nipped. You go to the 9300 series... The the ninety comes back, but it only has a eight fifty five in it. Is that right? It's not five hundred twenty five horse anymore. I'll be damned.
0: I do think the new quad track painted Steiger green Mm -hmm. is badass. (laughs) If I had, if I was ordering
1: one brand brand new from the factory, it's coming in lime green.
0: And I guess because I've seen them, you know, Facebook different. I mean, that is an option from the factory. Is that right? I think if
1: you want to pay the money, they'll do it. Really,
0: I didn't know if that was something you know somebody had done.
1: No, they'll do it for you if you want to pay the
0: money, or at least they would. How did this ever work in the state of Illinois? So you buy a Case IH tractor that's red, that's a complete opposite color of grass. Yeah. And we have to paint it orange. Yeah. But a John Deere tractor that's green, green. blends in. We get to leave it green. Yeah,
1: we get to leave it green. Yeah, I, it's always been a pet peeve of mine. I
0: don't understand yeah, how that works, but
1: yeah, I suppose you want to camouflage it. You don't want people to know you're out there in a green tractor. I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, that could be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, that's that's one bat wing you couldn't give me is one that the state of Illinois is owned. Go <laughs> well, out. they're
1: tough. I mean, they'll move road signs, stumps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anything you pouring, want to do.
0: Pouring down rain, we'll just let them eat. Yeah, let, let them, them eat.
1: Let them eat. Yeah, you got to move when it rains. I always got to chuck all that in college. As soon as it rained, they'd be out there mowing the grass because they couldn't do anything else. But they can mow the grass in the rain, apparently. Yeah, yeah. it's
0: unreal. I don't know, but I don't know. We've about covered everything on this. Episode, I think we're yeah. well, we're about an hour long here. That's that's about par for the course. Yeah, but nah, I always enjoy talking about these older tractors. Someday we have to branch out, catch the yeah, we'll chalmers, catch we'll catch the Oliver off-colors, guys, Yeah, which, the flip side of that is I just don't know enough about them. I mean, I've drove Oliver's very little uh grandpa had an acwd when i was a kid that's the only ac i've ever drove i've never drove like a 7000 or an 8050 or any of that shit never been around it.
1: i've been around a, a little bit of that not a lot um some we used to have a d14 i think it was that we mowed with that wow that was a downgrade um
0: <laughs> oh you, you mean the d21 wasn't the best tractor ever made
1: <laughs> it probably is for something i don't know what you'd use it for but we had a had an oliver 88 with a belly mower on it that wasn't great to mow with, but was way better than that D14. I hated that D14 with a passion. But, uh, yeah. Some, I've been around some around of them some older,
0: of older Olivers, like you know, like a 1750 or somewhere in that range, that was comfortable tractors. They, they sat yeah. nice when you sat on them. I yeah. Mean, as far as, I don't know anything else about them. I mean, how they...
1: I wasn't alive at the time, obviously, but my grandpa bought a new Oliver 88 diesel. And I, when it broke its second crank... Which not very many hours on, all under warranty. He promptly traded it off, but yeah, before it broke the third one, I
0: believe <laughs> he probably yeah. got lucky and traded to a five sixty, and then had trouble with
1: no, it. <laughs> no. Actually, he. Uh, I think that's where we end up with the six thirty case with the mm. Case-O-Matic. You know, oh still, shit. still got it, Case-O-Matic.
0: Oh, you guys still got that? Yeah, we still no. got it. Yeah. I'll be damned.
1: One of these days, I'll get it all restored up. I've been telling myself that for the better part of two decades now, but.
0: You know, that is one tractor. I There's two tractors on this planet that I've never drove. One is a case, like a white case, like mm-hmm. a you know, 2590 or whatever the hell their numbers were. You're not missing anything. Never drove one of them, and I've never drove a white, ever.
1: Really? No, I've drove a little bit of both of those, but not a lot. And I haven't spent a ton of hours, and I'm enough to know I didn't want one. But I will give the case credit for one thing, the, the 630 case, case I Man, it's not a bad tractor by any means, and in, in that time frame... As good as anything, probably. But the one feature that thing's got, which is actually kind of neat, you start it with a gear shift. So you're not going to start it in gear. There's a spot in the gear no kidding. with a gear shift, and that's where it starts.
0: Is that right?
1: You turn a key on, and you put it in start with the gear shift, and it fires up, here you're not going to start it in gear. i be damned. Because you start it with a gear shift.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. Now, when you talk, what what was a case-o-matic? What, what was that feature? What, what did that do?
1: So... It was kind of a torque converter-ish type deal, and I'm not an expert on case by any means. So it's like you didn't have full power, but it would move, but when you pulled the case then it locked it in and you would go.
0: Really? I never yeah. knew what that was. It would
1: move before that, so it's actually really easy to start. Back in the day when people did you know back-to-backs, my tractor's better than yours, so I took a chain up to him. Uh-huh. My dad was pretty successful pulling his buddies around with the case matic because they get going and he'd flip her into the case matic and off he'd go with them. Is that right? You could start it easy. It is nice for some stuff. I will give case credit for one thing. Had the Eagle Hitch been standard, the Eagle Hitch is pretty good. It won't hook up to a damn thing But it, other than Case Implements, but if you had Case Implements, it hooks up to that really nice.
0: Is that right? Yeah. I wasn't it doesn't
1: swing like a three-point. Really? I wasn't. It's just stationary, with. basically, but nothing is that standard width. Sure. So it doesn't hook up to anything you own. But if you had all stuff that it would hook up to, it's not a bad setup.
0: I'll be darn. Well, I think it runs like a champ. I am glad that when the merger took place with Case and International that they went the IH route and shit-canned a lot of the Case stuff. I mean,
1: Yeah, yeah unfortunately, they, the Case executives have made it pretty far up the ladder because they've been there longer, obviously, and they kept some of them. Yeah. Case didn't bring a lot to the table. Not no. to not to offend you 15, 25 Case guys, but they didn't bring a lot to the table. No. And apparently, they must have had a shitload of suitcase weights. Because IH had the best suitcase weight ever made. Yeah. And we had to scrap that to go to a bunch of case weights. So, they must have had a stack of those from here to the moon is the only thing I could
0: figure. Because a case weight, is that like what's on a Magnum
1: and stuff? On some of them. And then they came out with their own Magnum weight. But the early ones all had case weights on them. And the the shitty case axles and case centers on the rear wheels, which were far inferior to the dual wedge that IH had. Yep. Which is still a pet peeve of mine to this day. I just had to change one of those the other day, thinking the whole time, if this was a dual wedge, like IH had, I'd had it off here 20 minutes ago. But whatever. No big deal.
0: <laughs> so you're not a fan of crab steer like Casey
1: <laughs> And So it's funny you bring that up. Crab steer sucks. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. There's no redeeming qualities to it. It was a poor idea. It never worked. Didn't work good the day it was new, and it got worse over time when the cables got froze up, and then they went electronic. You ever fired up one of those electronic ones, and it goes into the shimmy, where the whole tractor just shakes around for a little bit? Really? Uh, supposedly, you can program that out of it. Yeah, you can. It's called trade it for something that's worth a shit, yeah. made in Fargo, North Dakota. But So, the crab steer wasn't good, but Case 6 were so hell-bent on the crab steer, and they loved it so much. That's part of the reason the 2 Plus 2 got killed. When the 7488 would have been awesome had they produced it. And they had sure. enough parts there to put a couple hundred of those together pretty easy without spending a dime. It was already, already mm-hmm. sitting there and paid for it. They scrapped it all. The guy that made that decision, I hope you have a bad day tomorrow. Anyway, they love the crab steer so much. Do you remember when they brought it back in the 9200 series? Staggers? I've, I've heard guys The 9240 and 9260? <laughs> Those were so popular that they didn't make it to the 9300 series. (laughs) You and I share a buddy that almost bought a 9260 because he didn't realize that it was crab steer. He was literally partway through a phone call of buying that tractor and questioned something in the picture and said, "Ah, I'm going to check on something real quick. I'll call you back. And he called me. He's like, hey, I'm looking at this 9260. It's a hell of a deal. Should I buy it? For what? What are you going to do with it? He's like, well, I'm a main tillage tractor. I'm like, you realize that's crab steer, right? Oh, no. No, I thought the picture looked strange. I'm like, it looks strange because it sucks. And it is strange. You don't want it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, not now, to offend you 9260 guys, but a, they're not good.
0: crab steer did not pivot at all, right? It was no. all in the tires.
1: All in the axles. Yeah. So wow. you can make them dog walk down the road if you wanted and the set and the other. They're probably cool in a parade. Yeah. But not real functional. Yeah. <laughs> supposedly great on a plow because you could hang the ass end over and you could go and you weren't really into furrow and but then IH had online plows and you really didn't have to do that anyway
0: wow unbelievable
1: (laughs) Yeah, that yeah, case didn't bring a lot to the table. I mean, they didn't. All, all they had at the end was tractor line, and that wasn't great.
0: I was it the power shift on like them twenty series, like a twenty ninety case. Was it the power shift in them that gave them trouble? There was something on on the transmission. <laughs> they, they had all
1: kinds of powertrain issues. Now a diehard case guy is going to tell you that once they got to the end of that deal, which was like a thirty five hundred, the, the ones they had to paint red to get rid of them because mm-hmm. they couldn't give the sandwiches yep. away when they were white. Yeah, was well they had it solved then, and I will say that cab is roomy. Mm-hmm. And that's about as far as it goes. The cab is roomy, but when you push the clutch on those, that thing's going to one. It's going to first gear. Whether you're going twenty mile an hour or two mile an hour, it's going to first gear. No kidding. And they're full time four wheel drive on a front wheel assist. Is that which right? is also spectacular? I yeah, they, they they might they didn't have it figured out. The fifty series is far superior, and I think that's why they ended up going with the Magnum and and uh, then well, let's face it, the new Case Tractor is still basically based off a of fifty two eighty eight. And bears a lot of similarities to it or whatever. I mean, you could argue that Case's hood is on a Magnum and it is their hood, although it could have been better than it was. But it didn't take 456 bolts that were varying sizes like the 52. Yeah. So they did win that, I guess. But And they've got Case's shitty dash in there, which I just soon had the gauges. Yeah. All those little bar graphs you can't really see when you're bouncing up and down in the field. But whatever. Yeah, It wasn't bad. The Magnum's a great tractor, but I'd rather have the gauges. But yeah. Which ironically, they carried into the combines clear till the twenty five hundred series. So I'm apparently, saying, they weren't okay. too bad, yeah. you know. But uh, <laughs> well, Case didn't bring a lot to the to the market there.
0: No, they didn't. And like you say, I mean, it was. Of course, I assume Teneco was making the ultimate decision because they owned them both.
1: Yeah, but somewhat, but they didn't. I mean, they were taking some guys' word for it. They weren't an ag company, right? You know, right. and I think Tenneco finally got liquidated out. A little bit was left of Teneco I think got liquidated out a few years ago somebody told me. Is that right? Yeah, I mean obviously they were an oil company. I think they finally got sold off and dissolved here not too long ago. Oh. But I could be wrong on that. I'm not a I'm not an oil guy. Do, but. do you know
0: were they just looking for an investment or what was Yeah
1: they had money and looking to invest, looking to you know diversify. Yep. Case was cheap at the time and Crips, they probably bought them for a little bit of nothing.
0: Yeah I'm sure.
1: Now for you die hard John Deere guys, just remember that your original combine they bought from Case. <laughs> they sold it to deer, and that's back when the motor was in the middle, yeah, and it wasn't next to you where you could keep an eye on it. But uh, yeah, the the original ones of those actually said Case on some of the parts. Is that They right? were green, but they said Case on them. Yeah.
0: All be darn. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hell of a deal.
1: That's why <laughs> I shouldn't even tell this story. But it's been a few years ago when Case come out, or Case IH came out with uh, what I would call the heritage paint scheme on the mm-hmm. 7130s or whatever or 7150s on the combines and it was a CNH executive and I were talking and I'm like hey man I just want to say I really appreciate that that's awesome I'm sure what you do that on the flagship really love that that's a great paint scheme my brother and I have been talking about doing that to our combine for years but didn't you know because well then it's kind of one off and it's weird and it's not worth as much and yeah and whatnot and uh He's like, oh, yeah, I really appreciate that. I said, but I do have one question for you. He's like, well, oh, yeah, what's that? I said, why are we celebrating the anniversary of, because Case just celebrated some anniversary a while back. You know, it was a J.I. Case anniversary or whatever. I'm like, when the company's way older than that, you know, and it's, well, you got to remember who bought who. And I'm kind of a smart aleck, so I'm like, oh, I didn't realize Teneco was that old. (laughs) He didn't find it near as funny as I did. He was a diehard case guy and was an original case guy that was still left over at CNH. He's a great guy. If you're listening, no offense to you, just want to tell a funny story. But I'm like, eh, IH brought a little more to the to the playing field than, than Case yeah. did. But whatever.
0: That if if IH would have never hired Archie McArdle, I think they'd have kept it together. That was the you got a, you brought a guy from Z Rocks. Yeah, yeah man, they
1: worked so hard to get him to. That's yep. the worst part of oh, I mean, it. And they literally was... sought that guy out like he was the babe Ruth of farm yeah, equipment And he
0: kept turning them down, they just kept offering more and yeah. more, more and more.
1: Yeah, and by the end I mean he was literally like I can't believe yep. anybody would pay anybody this yep. much. I gotta take this job. Yep. Full well knowing I'm probably gonna fail, but yep. I'm gonna get paid so good in the meantime that I'm yep. gonna roll with it. You and know? it got
0: even worse then when he brought in old Hayford mm-hmm. and a guy that literally made fucking ten cans for a living. Yeah. And it just
1: That took it down. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's sad. I mean, it. I don't know. By the by, the time they got people in there that knew what they were doing, it was too late. I mean, I,
1: mean, I applaud it. Brooks McCormick for realizing partway through that. Hey, I'm not the guy for this job. Much as you know, I know you're not a sports guy, but Roy Williams, North Carolina, just retired here. Oh, did he? Within the last day or two, said, "Hey, I'm not the guy for a, a storied program like this. Have had to my success? But I'm not the guy for this anymore." And Brooks McCormick had that same revelation. Hey. It's a great company, but I've made some okay decisions and some poor ones. Mm-hmm. I'm not the guy for this anymore. Somebody else can do better at this. Yep. And then they bring in a guy that literally runs it in the ground in a little bit of no time.
0: Yeah. And when you, when you read that book that I give you, the a corporate tragedy, they talk about they, they pinpoint a little bit to that as Brooks McCormick was never around. He traveled the world. Yeah. It was kind of a hands off. You know, he was still the guy in charge, but he just took everybody's word for what was going on. And by the time he woke up and realized, you know, hey, this son bitch is in big trouble.
1: So I'll, and, I'll equate it to something that we've seen in our lifetime. And I'm not knocking this guy by any means, but Bill Ford. Mm-hmm. And it hadn't been that long ago. Bill Ford was in charge of Ford, right? Mm-hmm. It's been within a, like, what, the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he finally realizes, hey, I realize my name's Ford, but I'm not the guy for this job. Yeah, Somebody else can do this better than me. Now, he chose a better successor than Brooks McCormick did, but, yeah. yeah.
0: If only Brooks would have chose Lee Iacocca, I think things would have went different. Not saying Lee Iacocca was a genius. You know, he, I mean, he made Chrysler work, and that was a totally different animal. But, it was. But yeah. it, it just infuriates me that IH sold off all the shit that was making him money. It did. Yeah. The they,
1: yeah. Everything that turned to- a profit they got rid of and kept the shit that wasn't. But all that stuff should have made a profit, but they waited so long to reinvest on some of that stuff, and then... You know they were so hell bent on having on picking somebody that had ran a company of that size to take it over, which narrowed them down to like twenty people yeah. in the entire world.
0: Yeah, and half of those twenty and half of those coming. twenty weren't leaving. Yeah,
1: you know because they were successful where are they at. Why did they want to take on yeah. a company that's debt ridden? Yep. So yeah, it, it's frustrating in that regard. It, it's so hard to find that guy, you yeah. know, and, and at some level. If you've got great people below you, how important is that guy? I don't know. You, you could argue that back and forth all day long, probably, yeah. you know. And
0: to me, you know, so you and I are not geniuses by any means. You know, we we get enough day-to-day news. I mean, I quit watching news two or three years yeah, ago. Yeah, Just because, I mean, it, just, it ain't worth it. But, you know, we get enough day-to-day news via different channels that we at least have a general grasp of what's going on. And here... Archie McArdle was running IH, you know, through the early 80s. Here you've got interest rates at yeah. 15% going higher. You know, they mm-hmm. eventually go to 21%. And his philosophy is, you know, once we get this big strike over, with, people's going to buy, buy, buy. So we just, we just keep stockpiling this shit. Yeah. And these dealers are like, we don't want this. Nobody's buying. Quit sending this shit, yeah. you know. And, and they just keep, and before long, they, you've just got thousands of pieces of machinery stacked yeah. up. It's like, well, what do we do with this now? Well, then the interest is eating them alive on it. Yeah, just... for sure. But it's like, I mean, how, how can a guy be smart enough to be a CEO of the largest company in the world, or one of the largest at the time, and not see that a grain embargo and 21% interest, coupled with a drought, because this was before crop insurance, wouldn't yeah. cripple the farm economy? I mean, how did you miss that?
1: You know, I think part of the problem was and is, and you see it like, let's just talking about Bill Ford and other companies, once you're raised in a certain environment, your your boots are so far off the ground yeah. that you, you don't know the players in the game, right? I'm like you, you could see the big you can't even see the big picture. You're you're so far removed yeah. from the grassroots. Local, on we see it in politics all the time, right? right. These, the, All these people that are politicians haven't run a business of their own in yeah. three generations. They've no. been career they, politicians. Their dad was a politician. Their grandpa yeah. was a politician. Yeah. They have no idea how to run a lemonade stand. Yeah. And you see it in, in corporate America as yep. well.
0: Well, and, the, you know, and we've always said, you know, we're not going to get into politics. And, and I'm not talking any side of the aisle here no. at all. I'm saying in general... You know, they act like they're doing us a giant favor by giving us $2,000 through COVID. It's like, yeah. you realize that $2,000 don't buy shit? Now. It, does, it
1: doesn't buy shit, and you charge me $20,000 for it. Yeah, and I'm, so now
0: I'm just supposed to pat you on the back and reelect you that, oh, that's just a great, you, you just saved my life. You know, that, that paid a fucking month's rent and one doctor bill for the average Joe. Yeah, exactly. It, you know? I mean,
1: we'll make it in simplistic farmer terms, okay? You know, I could be the CEO of ADM or any big green company, right? And I can make some grandiose decision. At some level, there's a guy with a scoop shovel that knows more about what I just did or what needs to be done than I do. Yeah. Because he knows what it's going to take to get that grain out of that bin, onto a truck, and run it through the processing and and put it into a product. Right. But they get so far removed, especially if they're born into it. Yeah. And I'm not knocking, but you you see it in every dynasty, generation, whether it's a... Whether it's a large farm that's three or four generations deep, whether it's a corporation that's three or four generations yeah. deep, even if they're publicly traded, go,
0: go ask the Kennedy family what the Great Depression was like. It wasn't a blip on the radar. Yeah. Everybody else it, was starving to death, and it didn't even affect. It them. It didn't affect
1: them. You know, you know so you, you you see that in a lot of different business ventures. You know, you always hear the thing. Well, you know, the first generation makes it, the second generation maintains it, third generation loses it. And I'm not saying that's by design, but partially that's victims of circumstance, right? Because yeah. the third generation grew up. They
0: had it all. They had
1: it, and yeah. they were removed from it, so they don't know what it took to get there or to yeah. keep it. And you see that in, in a lot of corporate stuff.
0: Yeah, you do. And, and that first generation makes it, second generation saves it, third generation blows it. There's a lot of truth to that. I've, there I've there seen is. I've seen that firsthand. There not, is, not, not every circumstance. Not, it, not all the along.
1: time. But you but. Looking back now, you understand how it happens, right? Sure. You know, I mean l- look at our kids today, you know, not just saying our kids, I'm just saying kids in general. Look at some of the stuff that, that they take for granted. Sure. That was a huge deal to us. Oh you yeah. know, first video game or whatever, you know, that was a that was a saving. That was selling yeah. lemonade, that was mowing lawns, that was this, that, and the other. So you could play it for ten minutes a day. Yeah. Now it's available to you on your phone, on yeah. on any... I mean, you can't walk away from it. It's everywhere. You can play a video game anytime you want to yeah. all day long. Yeah. They're not mowing any grass well, hell, to get that, I know, you know?
0: I know growing up, you know, we lived, I'm going to guess, seven, eight, nine miles from Effingham, you know, mm-hmm. big city of 20,000 people or 14,000 people, whatever it is, and my dad would not dream of going to effingham twice in one day I mean, no. oh my god you know why would no. you ever do that yeah. and now it's like hell you yeah. we live twice that far now it's like
1: oh, yeah I do it all the time Goddamn. no big deal
0: went down ate dinner day by well, hell you know forgot yeah. some of them in ours we'll run back yep, you know no then, doubt you don't think nothing about it but you yep,
1: know that's exactly right it's just the the different generation now. yes for sure
0: i i don't know if times have have sure changed and it it, it makes you wonder you, you know it's always the coulda woulda shoulda you know mm-hmm. what what if i H would have made it you know and deer was literally days away from going bankrupt what if what if this thing would have flip-flopped and deer went bankrupt and ih would have made it you know it's it makes you wonder on what sorts of technology or cool stuff did we miss out on because you know there was all kinds of shit drawn up
1: oh for sure that never
0: seen the light of day that was that was really neat stuff you know and i'm sure deer's got stuff that's just never been released either but it it makes you wonder but since
1: they're still in business it never gets out exactly they can keep it secret a little easier
0: It always makes you wonder too. You know, it don't matter if it's a a world superpower as far as a country, a company like Ford, John Deere, whoever, a a big farmer in the local community. Eventually, you get knocked from that top position. Yeah, and it makes you wonder, you know, what will it ever take to knock Deere from that? I mean, because you know, hands down, I mean, they sell more stuff than anybody. You know, love it or hate it. I mean,
1: you know, we've seen it a little bit in our lifetime. Remember when IBM computers were sure. I mean, if you had an IBM, you were pretty much the Bill Gates of your yeah I'm mean, holy cow, an IBM. Yeah. Do you know anybody with an IBM computer? Right. I don't know anybody that owns an IBM You yep. know, when we were in school, when the Apple IIE come out, mm-hmm. the world was going Apple. Yep. You had to have an Apple IIE. Yep. And that lasted about, I don't know, six, seven weeks, and bang. That was over. Yep. And then, then was on to something else. And now right. Apple's obviously come back full circle. Right. They're, you know, they're to the top now. Sure, I can't think anybody that has an Apple IIe is still going. But, no. but there was a huge gap in there where nobody had an Apple computer. Right. Right. Like I remember when we got the decals done for our pulling tractor. They had Apple, and it was a Mac something or another. And I remember looking at it, I'm like, what a hunk of junk. But the graphics were super good,
0: uh-huh.
1: which is why they had it. Their mouse was round. I'll never forget that. It was still with the cord. Yep. This, you know, it's been a few years ago. Still had a cord on it, but it was round. And I'm like, well, I've never seen a yeah. piece of crap like this, but the graphics were good for the yeah. time, you know, yep. but nobody was doing personal finance sure. on a Mac at that time. Sure. You know?
0: Yep. Yeah, Yeah, because it makes you wonder, you know, I've heard my mom and dad talk about different people around here who in the 80s were just, you know, BTOs, humongous mm-hmm. farmers in the 80s took them down. I yeah. mean, Today, you would never know that family farmed if I didn't no, tell you. No. And, you know, so you look at companies like John Deere. You know, back in the day when you know, when our dads were kids, Sears, I mean, you got to, you'll never.
1: Yeah, you never, couldn't be, take Sears down. Sears is everything. Yeah. Sears was the Amazon of their day. Yeah. You could you could buy a house from Sears. You could and buy a pair of underwear guns. from Sears. They had everything.
0: Yeah, it didn't matter what. Anything. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the largest. And I've always said, you know, because then as we grew up, that shifted from Sears to kind of Walmart. Yeah. But I think Amazon's going to take Walmart down. I really do. I
1: it's, still I think you're right. I still remember, you know, getting the Sears catalog in the mail. I think it came in the mail. Yeah, I remember getting the Sears catalog and going through it with your pen, toys, circling all yeah. this stuff. I, I think we should, we talked on this one other time yeah. about that plastic engine they had.
0: Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> somebody right.
1: Somebody sent me a message like my brother filled it all full yeah. of candle wax or something. Yeah, it was combined right <laughs> and, and ruined it. It wasn't that great. Yeah. but I remember you know that catalog was awesome, and then it wasn't too many years after that that catalog didn't exist anymore. No, gone. You know, and I think you're right. I mean, I think Amazon will will take Walmart down probably at some point. And somebody will probably take Amazon down after yeah, that, it's, you know.
0: Yeah, and so when you look at it from the ag side, and maybe that's, you never know, maybe that's where deer loses its steam. Because, you know, eventually electric tractors with no operator sitting in it, it's coming. I don't care what anybody, it's coming. And it, you know it, it may probably be right. And 20, yeah. 25 years before it gets implemented, but stuff can't get any bigger. So I've always said it's going to go to smaller, but one guy will drive multiple deer. Yeah. And maybe that's when they... You know, there may be some company out there that we've never heard of. Well, I mean, look the at the, the look at
1: the car world. Not that Tesla's putting GM and Ford out of the business, but they've taken some market share. Sure. I mean, there's a there's a, a sect of people that yep. that are driven to that, right? Or yep. not driven, but they're they want it. Yeah, they're 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 going for it. Yep. And that same thing may happen in the ag industry. I mean, you never know. I mean, do you think anybody was set around 1975 saying, "Well"? ih Minimo, and all over and all these companies are going to be gone in 10 years No. yeah
0: yeah if you'd have bought a 1066 and 72 and i said hey 10 years from now this com- company's going to be out of business so i don't know if i buy one of them you're going back yeah right yeah, right. yeah. Whatever. all
1: right go home put some meat in my H refrigerator kick yep. my feet up hop on my cub cadet mow the lawn yeah take a ride in my scout go check my crops call it a day yeah yep.
0: And you it know, can happen that quick. I mean, it, you start talking numbers, you know, I mean, a billion dollars to a company like John Deere nowadays is nothing in the realm of things.
1: What well, always cracks me up, and it's sad, really, but how many years did we see, you know, oh, Ford posted a third quarter loss of five $5 million. GM posted a third quarter loss of $10 million. I always, I'm, I always thought, where are they supposed to profit? Yeah. profit? All these major companies constantly... Yeah. Pose a loss, yeah at some point in time, don't they have to be profitable. you would think you know you would yeah. think so, but as costs go up, you know raw materials are going through the roof right now we 've seen it with o s b we 're seeing it with steel we 're seeing it with everything. I remember back when I think it was about the eighty four hundred John Deere frame time frame eight thousand series deers. You know what the most expensive part of an eight thousand series deer was when those came out what take a guess single component what 's the most expensive part of it?
0: I know the answer to this. Cause I- because we've had the conversation. Yep.
1: It's not the tires. It's not the engine. It's not the transmission. It was the health care for the workers that put it together.
0: Yeah. And that was in the
1: 90s. And that was in the 90s. Think what that cost is today. You yeah. want to know why tractors cost $300,000 now? Because the health care for those guys putting it together. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're not worth it. I'm just saying healthcare has got that expensive yeah. along with everything else. That, that cost has had to quadruple
0: plus. Yeah. I was told by our local dealer this week tillage, John Deere tillage tools in August, 7% increase. Mm -hmm. That's a fucking lot. You figure, let's just figure uh let's this short ball. Let's say a a 45-foot field goal there is going to be a, that's going to be 100 grand. Yeah. 7%? Yeah.
1: That's a lot of money. (laughs) What always amazes me about this, and you and I have had this conversation in private before, it's like, oh, tillage went up 7%. Yeah. yeah, I got to have it. But it's like, oh, Oreos went up 7%. By gosh, we're going to all yeah, these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no more Oreos yeah. for us. You know, we're, yeah.
0: we're doing something different, you know. Well, That's going to save me $9 yeah, this year. Yeah. <laughs> every farmer that I talk to, and I mean every farmer, it's always the same old song. And it's, God damn, this shit's expensive. And we mm. just bitch and rant and bitch and rant. But every one of them got newer machinery. They keep buying it. It's like, if you guys quit buying that shit, there won't be no 7% increase. I promise. <laughs> But they're still selling it, so why would they have any reason to bring the price down? The, the, it always
1: equates me to the guy that, well, you know, gas getting pretty high. I'm going to buy this car to get to work. Yeah. Get, it's better mileage. But you give like $7,000 for yeah. it. and now you got to pay license and insurance it. You've got to save a lot of gas money to, yeah. to get that back out of it, you know, especially yeah, when your, you're going you're gonna to trade pickup trucks in a year now anyway. Yeah. You know, and but you're just now you're not driving it. So yeah. now you're not even enjoying it, but you bought this work car. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying there's not some value in work cars. You can make it pencil out. But some of these guys just go, whole, well, you know, I, I bought this truck for this and I bought that yeah. truck for that. And I got nine trucks now and, and yeah. it's working out. Put,
0: let's put it this way. If you live where you and I live and we work at equity and we're going to leave our good truck at home in the garage and drive this work car four miles to work, that's never going to pencil that's out. never
1: going to pencil out. It will keep your work truck from get, or your nice truck from getting dusty. Right. It will accomplish that. But,
0: but if we're living here, got a job maybe just outside of St. Louis, hour and a half, two hours away, maybe we could justify that. But <laughs> when you're short tripping it. A-
1: you know what I always got to chuckle out of on the guys that had all those work cars didn't work that far away. Yeah. The guys that worked at Cat, yeah. 50 miles from here, they only had the one vehicle and they carpooled. Yeah. They only drove it once a week. or They yeah. would drive all week. Then somebody else would drive yeah. the next week. They only had the one vehicle. Yep. Because sure otherwise they couldn't afford another vehicle that size to haul those right. people. It was always kind of funny that way. Which
0: that kills me too. You everybody's going green, save the environment. But do you remember we were kids, Cat Caterpillar from Decatur, which is you know fifty miles from here. When we were kids, they brought buses down yes. to pick the workers up because you'd see there were certain stops and they, they might, and there'd be a bunch of cars sitting there. Yeah, and they might be just out in the middle of the country in the middle any of Any big
1: intersection. Yeah, yep. they would just park them.
0: Yep, and they'd yeah. always... Buster, which that seems weird, you yeah. know, that a company. Well, now you can be. do it from home, Tony. Yeah, or you just don't work. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But you would think with the whole going green deal now, you know, we get this big, yeah, fucking bus, you know, and just
1: <laughs> I don't know, cruise it around, pick people up. <laughs> We're missing out. We should be Ubering these people.
0: We should. We should actually maybe start a company here. We start hauling people to decatur. Yeah, um, no doubt. Yeah, but. Well, we better cut this off for this week. We're getting a little long here again. Next thing you know, it's going to be two hours long. But uh, <laughs> no, It's been, a, been a pretty good conversation this evening. Seems like there's always something sure. to talk about. But I promise we'll get into some of these other brands of tractors. Yeah, we'll
1: try to dabble into that.
0: But him and I have got a pretty good topic in mind. I'm not saying when it's going to happen. It might be after farming time because we got a little bit of research to do. But it's going to be something that I think you guys are going to want to tune into. It's going to be going to be pretty interesting and it's going to tie into agriculture in a big way and i think it's going to be really good but at any rate all you guys that are getting in the fields here pretty quick be safe out there if you're listening from the tractor thanks for listening we appreciate all you listeners it's been a great time doing this so far we hope everybody's been entertained and keep it right here on the straightforward farming channel we'll be seeing you again next week